listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! That's why I'm calling now. Hey, thanks for joining us on this 15th episode of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. This is where you get a chance to call in live and talk directly to Tony and myself. So don't be shy. Each week, we ask you a question about your Jeep or your Jeep life, and we want you to call in live and share your Jeep stories with us. This show is all about you, the listener, sharing your Jeep experiences with us, Tony and myself, Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama. Hey, and you never know when Josh might pop his head in from time to time. But this show isn't about us. It's about you. So call in, share your Jeep stories with us. You can call in right now. You'll hear the show on your phone. And when it's your turn, you'll know. Just dial 302-202-1110 and enter in the code 219-835. Tony? So, you know, uh, last week I was uh, setting up the the conference call uh, service that we use. And I, I punched in the code. And then I put in the, uh, the presenter, uh, or the, uh, the moderator code or whatever it is. And it said that was the wrong code. And I was Uh-oh. like, Oh no. And I tried it again. Wrong code. And I was like, Oh no. Did they change our, our number that we use? <laughs> so I, uh, hung up and tried again. And apparently I just put in the, the, the wrong, that 219835. I didn't, I didn't punch that in right. But it was interesting that I picked another one that worked. So if we could have uh, figured out what that four-digit code was, we could have uh, uh, covertly yeah. been on somebody else's conference call. So, yeah, we use a conference calling thing to uh, have you guys call in. And uh, just uh, want to tell you, we really appreciate everybody that calls in. And, hey, I, I just wanted to mention, um, you know, if uh, if you're new to the Jeep family and you're coming to us as one of the first things Jeep that you do, we really appreciate that. Uh, if you're an old Jeeper, uh, we appreciate that, too. Uh, we're pretty easy to please when it comes to listening to the show, though, actually. But, right. Just uh, listen. Yeah, if you're new to the Jeep family, I think you'll find that there's a lot of Jeepers out there that will wave to you. They will uh, ask you about your Jeep. And there's people that don't even own Jeeps that will come up to you and talk to you in uh, uh, in parking lots about your Jeep. Now, I think this happens a little more during uh, after you've modified your Jeep, but yeah. you never can tell. And, Tammy, maybe you've had some of the, some similar experiences to that. People just come up to you and just... I mean, oh, yeah. I've seen people. Ever since I got my Jeep lifted, I get a lot more. Yeah, uh, people. I think I think people of our age, uh, yes. middle age or, or past, I think that they secretly wish they had done something similar. Yeah. So it, it does take a bit of courage uh, whenever you're, uh, I don't know, past the age of twenty-five to uh-huh. have a lifted Jeep because uh, right. it's really not expected of you. And I think that no. it kind of makes you stand out. So, you know, if if you're not a member of the Jeep family, but you're Jeep curious, so to speak, uh, I encourage you to take the plunge and get your Jeep. I don't think you'll look back and uh, at it as a bad decision. So, you know, every night, Tony, on our little call-in show, we ask our listeners a question. And this was a last-minute question. Um, we had rocks, mud, water, or mall. <laughs> Which do you prefer? And I know, Tony, I'll get to you in a second, but we have a caller who's been waiting on the phone for quite a bit right now. So I think we should get to our caller. 
and oh, okay, see let's do what, that. Who's clicking tonight? Am I clicking or are you clicking? You click. You okay. always. You're the clicker. All right, because we'll, otherwise we'll fight back and forth. Right, and we'll mute them and unmute them. So we have a caller on the line who was on the line before the show started. So, hey, caller, you're on the air. Hey guys, it's Goose. Ah, Goose. Is this the first time you've called in? I know you've uh, done the voicemail several times. Yeah, I've done the voicemail a couple of times after a couple of beers. I just <laughs> to actually, give y'all a sober taste of who I am. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you very much for calling in tonight. So, uh, uh, Goose, what is it? Uh, rocks, mud, water, or mall? You know, Tammy snuck that mall in there after we just talked about it. So, yeah. I think I see an angle she's going there. I bet you there's going to be a red <laughs> reference here in a second. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, rocks, mud, water, or mall. Uh, well, since my recent water damage, I'm not going to take that. And since I live in Colorado, I see a lot of rock and snow. But I actually grew up closer to where you're at, Tony, and my heart is always going to be, you know, jack it up high and hit a mud hole. But <laughs> right now I love the rock and the snow. How is the snow? I've heard that's very interesting. You know, down here in southeast Texas, I've seen snow like four times in my life, and it was like five inches deep. And that's actually, and I had never seen it either until I got stationed here. I um, I grew up down there in southeast Texas. I was raised in Wood, Woodville, Texas, and uh, went through my teenage years in Conroe, Texas. Oh, okay. And, I got a buddy uh, in Conroe. Yeah, that's where uh, I graduated from. And... um the snow, I guess, basically your best bet. You either want to punch through to solid ground. That means, you know, narrow tires and, you know, tall diameter or uh, stay on top. You know, wide footprint, low air pressure. So how is the how is the ice? Is that uh, kind of a, a thing that uh, I just hear a lot of people being afraid of the ice? Well, the ice, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, and the right to do so, it, it's no joke, especially that uh, they like to call black ice. It's not actually ice, it's black. It's just ice that you can't really see on the road so much. And it um, they can just creep up on you. You know, I drove up here in a front-wheel drive Saturn through a blizzard whenever I got stationed here. And I, I definitely had to learn on the fly uh, going through that. Um, I would have to say a good set of snow tires with a boatload of uh, siping with also a very soft rubber compound. And if the noise doesn't bother you during the summer months, I would definitely suggest a spike. So what kind of Jeep do you have? Um, have currently or have ever had? Well right, well, right now, since you're in Colorado and you right. said you like the rocks and the ice or snow. Uh, right now, I am, I haven't even had it a year yet. Got it for seven hundred bucks. I got a white XJ. Wow. Yeah. And is it, it uh, lifted and I bigger tires and everything? By... What's that? Is your Jeep lifted and does it have bigger tires? Yes, ma'am. It does. It uh, it has thirty one by ten and a half right now, with a I think it's a three inch Rusty's off road short arm kit. The lift came on the Jeep. And the uh-huh. person that had it before me was running 33 by 12 and a half. And it was, that was just really hurting it. So I went down to the 31 by 10 and a half. And whenever I air those down, it's, it just performs better on the road 
if I get off the road with those 31 by 10 and a half, it's just easier on it, you know, until I decide to re-gear, because this still has stock gears, and according to the door, the stock gears were being run with 26 and a half inch tires. Wow. Now I got those 31s, I'm already way under gears. Yeah. So are you wheeling in the mountains then in Colorado? Yes, I am, absolutely. Have you done the Black Bear Pass and all those scary ones? I have not done I have not done Black Bear Pass. Uh, I've done Shoeparth Trail. I've done the Gulches and Divide. I left y'all a voice note telling y'all about that. Um, oh, yeah. oh. And uh, I actually, just kind of a throwback to one of your older talk shows, I, my first break came on Grizzly Lake near Buena Vista, Colorado. I busted an axle, you joint. And were you able to fix it on the trail? <laughs> no, I was not. I, uh, uh, unlike yourselves and Josh, I went very unprepared. <laughs> got a little ahead oh. of myself. And, yeah, I'm not um, too prepared. I did not. However, yes, I did not go prepared. Uh, it ended up actually, it wouldn't have been a fixable unless I had an entire axle shaft. It, it marred up the, uh, Oh, what is it called? I, I want to say they're called yokes. Is it an axle? Where the U-joint actually goes in the center. It really bent the junk out of those and just completely busted the uh, U-joint. And yeah. it was, everybody's telling me it's because I had greasable U-joints. If I would have had solid U-joints, that would have been okay. Oh, that's interesting. Why was, oh, the, they say the greasable, uh, they weren't as uh, strong because they were hollow inside. Yes, well, they not so much as that they're hollow. It's how they make them hollow. Is Whenever, once they forge them, they drill them at an extremely different temperature from whenever they're cooled. Oh. So I can't remember the exact order. It's, it's cold forged and drilled hot, or it's hot forged and then cold drilled, and it causes a lot of hairline cracks in oh. the design. That's where the grease moves through, you know, mm-hmm. and it causes a lot of hairline cracks, and that will later lead to breakage under extreme pressure. So they always say... Either do non greasable joints or move up to super joints or CVs. So you, uh, so your uh, U joint actually broke. It didn't uh, just the cap didn't come off, and uh, you didn't throw a cap, and then it started uh, uh, flopping around inside uh, one one half of the axle shaft or the other. No, it, it broke off uh, the the solid part where the needle bearings ride mm-hmm. inside the cap. It, it straight broke that thing clean off. My goodness! Yikes! So what were you? What was going through your head when that happened? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. I would have been thrown up. First, I, uh, sick. What is it? What is it? Bill Cosby said: he's "First a, you do it, then you say it." He's a big old. He's a big old bodybuilder guy. He's huge, and he was helping spot me up the uh, obstacle because the entry to Grizzly Lake is the hardest part. It's a stair, kind of a staircase rock, and the staircase. No, is about the first rock is about three feet high, and I got up on it and I, I just caught grip and I just heard something go pop. Uh. And just see this big old muscly dude looking at me. And he just puts his hands over his mouth and he, his eyes get real big and he's like, "Uh oh, bro." <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So how did you get it back with it, it with it broken like good. that? Goose, how did you get it back oh. with it being broken like that? Um, I actually limped it back down the trail. I was able to turn myself around with a lot of, it kept wanting to bind up on me. Mm-hmm. 
and not let the wheels turn. So I was a lot of real, real slow creeping back down the uh, trailhead. And I waited there for four hours. Uh, oh. Ended up going wheeling with those guys on a different trail that was nearby until my fiance got there with a truck and trailer. And oh, good. Had trailer it back for four hours. Well, that's great that you had uh, access to a truck and trailer, even if you had to borrow it from somebody. Yeah, she uh, she had to borrow it from her father, and so now <laughs> my Jeep is sitting dormant because I have a messed up front drive shaft now, and uh, I have a very leaky power steering pump. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna shut down for the winter and maybe go out mid winter time. But right now I'm gonna save up and get my own trailer, and uh, I'm actually trying to save up to head down to Texas back in your neck of the woods, Tony, because well, my family doesn't listen to this, so I can say it. I'm going to try and surprise them for Thanksgiving. And also a gentleman that used to look over me whenever I was a younger kid and my mom was at work, he used to watch over the house. He's um, getting up there in his ages. And he's left me a old, I can't, nobody knows what it is. It still runs and everything, but it's, it's an old DJ, Delta Juliet, with the left-hand drive conversion kit. Huh. So I guess it's a uh, British vehicle. No, it's a Jeep. It's a Jeep DJ. It I've never heard a of it. Delivery Jeep because it used to be ran on the mail route. Oh, uh, okay. Version kit for it. I've never heard DJ before. Okay. I've never heard that that acronym for a, a Jeep before. You know what? Neither had I. It was called a, it, but it's uh, apparently it's called a DJ Five. Hmm. Well, now we have something to Google. Yeah, now you have something to Google. It's uh, yeah. pretty interesting. But I'm really excited to get it. And, uh, you know, that that old man, you know, he did a lot of favors for my mother when I was younger. So I want to bring it back here and make it, hopefully, not, not you know, I'm not going to do a full-on numbers matching restore on it because I know it's going to be practically impossible. But I do want to make it nice again. Yeah, that's great. I'd like to see that's very nice. It was nice to have somebody like that uh, yeah. to help the family out. But uh, you kind of kind of must have uh, hated that a little bit because that meant there was not as many things as you could get away with because somebody was always watching you. Oh, no, I was, that was that was younger years. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I was yeah, always I mean, getting in trouble. Put it that way, but <laughs> I was, I really, it didn't matter really if I was eight years old. I was always up to something. So I, I can just imagine what you were uh, what you were getting into. Well, uh, Goose, we really appreciate you calling in. We Definitely. always appreciate your your voicemails to us, and keep those coming. And let oh, us please. know, yeah, let us know what goes on with uh, the DJ, uh, and that's uh, really cool. And uh, of course, uh, with your XJ, love the XJs. And did you notice, uh, Tammy? He has uh, the same type of color uh, on his XJ as you do on your uh, your JKU. Yours is black, which is a total absence of of color, oh. and white is all colors. <laughs> never gets old does it tony i don't think so i always yeah. enjoy it <laughs> oh yeah thank you so much for calling in um the, the story of his axle breaking just like uh when i heard that my stomach just got all twisted up i just can't even imagine i mean but a lot of people you know they're not wheeling their daily drivers so i guess it's not as as 
you know, gut wrenching. Yeah, there's a lot more. Uh, well, butt wrenching actually that does make more sense because <laughs> that, that's kind of the way it feels. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean that is kind of the the downside to to wheeling your daily driver. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I mean, things are going to happen, but, uh, frankly, right. things are going to happen on the road too. You just deal with right. it, take care of it. Uh, and you know, I think, uh, I think axles are, are fairly inexpensive. I think you can get a, uh, a, a junkyard axle for, um, probably less than a hundred dollars, maybe even less than 50. I haven't, uh, ha- I had to buy one yet. Thankfully, you know, Josh uh, had a similar situation with his, uh, XJ. He was driving home. And, uh, I think he threw a cap and it actually wallered out the, uh, the hole in that, the the U-joint goes into in one side of the, uh, of the axle, the other, I think that was the stub that he was talking about on the, uh, that was still attached to the uh, wheel bearing assembly. And I don't know if you know this or not, Tammy, I don't, I, I don't know enough about the JKU to know how they handle, uh, if they have a wheel bearing assembly or how they handle the front, uh, how they attach the, uh, uh, the axle to the rest of the mechanism there on the the front end of uh, the JKU, but Not uh, sure myself. If you uh, if you take out like if you have this kind of damage and you at least have the tools to be able to pull that thing off and pull the axle out, if you don't have that stub, the little bit that goes in the end and and, and goes all the way through the wheel uh, with the big nut on the end, if you if you mm-hmm. just bolt the tire back to or bolt the wheel back into the the wheel bearing assembly. It won't hold together. It will fail because it has to have the uh, strength of that axle stub that's in there. But if you have a two-wheel drive wheel bearing assembly, a two-wheel drive XJ wheel bearing assembly, it doesn't have a front axle shaft. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to have that little stub in there. So you, right. can, you can actually have, uh, for trail repairs, you can get a uh, two-wheel drive Cherokee front end wheel bearing assembly. Uh, usually a used one because you know who wants to buy a brand new one and uh, pull that uh, uh, pull that broken axle out put the uh, put a little stopper in the end of the axle tube so all the diff fluid doesn't come out and then uh, put that two-wheel drive wheel bearing assembly on and drive it home well, if that ever happens to me, I'm going to have to call you because I don't think I'll remember all that. We're going to have to find out what you what you would do on a, a JKU. I don't even know how it goes right. together. It makes sense that it would be a similar uh, a similar setup. Uh, but uh, hey, guys, we'd like for you to call in. We really appreciate you, uh, Goose, calling us in, uh, calling in there at the front front part of the show. That's the first time for us, but uh, yep. we'd like for you to call in. So give us a call, and uh, you know, the, I was waiting for it to come across the screen, and uh, I keep waiting. Three zero two two zero two one 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 zero, and you just punch in the code two one nine eight three five. And tonight we're asking you: rocks, mud, water, or mall? Which do you prefer? Rocks, paper, or scissors? Yeah, right. And um, Goose said he prefers mud. Well, that's but, where he, that's what he learned in. Yeah, he's um, doesn't get a lot of mud where he's at now, so he's doing a lot of rocks. Um, Tony. I'm thinking you prefer the mall. Mall is great. Uh, there's a lot of people that look, the looky-loos, and yep. uh, security. It's always fun to try to flee security. <laughs> and uh, they, they only go so far out into the field and before they turn around shaking their hand at you. Right. Um, yeah, I've, I've actually thought about uh, uh, making some sort of funny video of flexing at the mall or you know I, something like that. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> I hate shopping. 
So I'm very rarely oh, at the mall. I love shopping, but I like doing it in front of my screen. Uh, yeah, on Amazon.com. <laughs> getting on Amazon uh, or more specifically, JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. Yep, and, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I purchased another uh, Lodge Dutch oven. Oh. I did not think that it was going to be a um, a good thing because uh, the Dutch ovens, uh, we bought a, a, a six-quart Lodge, uh, 12 inches uh, diameter and, um, uh, six quarts. And, uh, I, I didn't think it was going to be a good thing because my wife, uh, I didn't think she was going to have much of a chance of, of handling that thing, but you know, we got it and she says, uh, you know, we really need the larger one Yeah, because she wants to be able to make chili and stuff. And this one is a little shallow. So, uh, I just ordered the eight quart model. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and it, uh, it does, it, it's very nice. And uh, actually Dan over at the four by four radio uh, I'm sorry, Dan to the 4x4 podcast, part of the 4x4 radio network, was the one that uh, turned me on to the, the Lodge brand. They have some really nice stuff. And you can do, like, desserts. Oh, yeah. When we went camping with the Boy Scouts, we did, like, pineapple upside down cake, chocolate cake, just all sorts of yummy, yummy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have two <clears throat> very large uh, pots to cook in. Uh, and uh, I've been asking my wife for another bacon weekend. She fixed some, uh, uh, ranchero beans one weekend and I actually put some pictures up of that and we used the, uh, the lodge, um, uh, uh, Dutch oven for that just on the stove. We haven't actually used it outside yet. Oh, not in the fire pit. Nope. Nothing outside. Well, folks, we're looking for you to call in, to talk to us, to share your Jeep story. It, Call us at 302-202-1110 and punch in the code 219-835. Right now, the first 15 minutes of our show, we usually like pose a question and it was rocks, mud, water, or mall. Which do you prefer? And then the second half, you can answer that question. Or if you want to share a Jeep story or a Jeep experience, um, a question or Whatever you want to talk Jeep about, just give us a shout. Yeah, and we're actually in that second half now. We're in that second half. Um, Tony, I just want to share with you. uh, Maybe I shouldn't share it yet. Maybe I should save it for Thursday night. Well, that's a tease, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Let me show this to you, but oh, no, let's wait. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Um, Well, I had to purchase... um, some leather oil because some something is back on my fenders <laughs> you know uh you started that and i was like leather and then oil and i was like oh should i hit the mute button where is this going and uh, where yeah. is this going hey you know i just thought of something you know sema uh was uh was last week uh friday uh, last friday being the last day of sema and uh uh, Cody with uh, Trail Chasers podcast went out there and did uh, a couple of interviews uh, for himself, for his show, and for ours. Uh, Cody at Trail Chasers is uh, also part of the 4x4 Radio Network. And uh, I, I got to thinking, you know, we really ought to go to SEMA. And, I'm saving my money right now. I don't know if you uh, if you saw the um, if you saw the uh, the post today or not, but it looks like uh, there's a possibility we might be able to go as the Jeep Talk Show as a, as actual media. I mean, I, yes. I kind of chuckle at that, but I guess, you know, we are media. Hey, let's get over to Nikki G that just called in. Oh. Hey, Nikki, Nikki G, G, thanks for calling. Hello, how you doing? 
We're doing, doing just fine. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, I didn't. I noticed when you gave your radio wheel with uh, you didn't include Walmart. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I guess I'm I should have, huh? I'm not fancy enough for the mall yet. Oh, <laughs> you're working your way up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you prefer to wheel out Walmart? Uh, I don't prefer, but that's just where it usually happens. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Nikki G, if you can tell us about this, um, please, uh, I don't want you to get in trouble, but if you can tell us, is there a plane waiting on the tarmac for uh, Hillary Clinton to uh, flee the country if she loses tonight? <laughs> no. I tell you, uh, Obama and Biden are coming to Charlotte quite a bit and tying up the airport. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's... Anytime the president's around, I mean, I know that there has to be security, but boy, they sure are a pain in the ass for traffic. Yeah. My stepson's stepdad worked in the tower there. Wow. They probably ought to put up with me then. Yeah, he retired about a year or so ago. Oh, boy, I bet you he was happy to do that. I thought that. I'm probably the reason why they retired. <laughs> I missed what he said. He says uh, I'm, I'm probably the reason they retired. Hey, yeah. uh, a quick uh, uh, pet interest story here. How's uh, Sir Craps a lot doing? Oh. He's doing good. Uh, I had to give him the flea medicine this morning. He didn't like that. But, uh, you know, i got to feed the fleas. <laughs> so, Nikki G, you, you don't like the rocks? Or the mud? Uh, I live in the city, so there's really no place to mud, to wheel. But uh, you're doing construction all around. I hope Josh is not listening. But I'll, I'll drive through a construction place late at night. <laughs> all right, I didn't Nikki catch G. what you said. I was just going to say, we're having a little trouble uh, understanding what you're saying. It's a bit muffled. Um, I, I suspect uh, Nikki G is in his uh, favorite hiding spot, so that uh, he's hiding with the, his hand <laughs> over the phone. Yeah, he's he's trying to keep the person in the next stall over from going. Are you talking on the phone? <laughs> but thanks a lot for calling, Nikki G. We really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be catching up with more Nikki G from the mind of Nikki G that you hear every Thursday night. Uh, and uh, you know, Nikki G always comes up with something different. I've been wanting to try to find the whale song stuff that he's done to to use that in a promo. It's just really funny stuff. Yeah, I I look forward each and every night. <laughs> it gets, it's easy to remember now, isn't it? Right, it gets stuck in your head after you say it over and over again. No, seriously, it you know you just sit and wait in anticipation, oh, yeah. like, oh my god, what's well, he going to say tonight? You don't know what direction he's going to go. No. You, just, you just know it's going to be either a ninety degree or a hundred eighty degree uh, turn. Right. And right when you think it's something really serious, he zings you. That's how he gets you. Yep. <laughs> so, folks, we're talking about jeeps, but we want you to talk about jeeps. We want you to call in and talk to us about jeeps. Well, actually, Tammy, we're out of time. Oh. Wow, so, that was fast. So we, we do want you to call in to talk about Jeeps, but your time is now over. You should have done it sooner. You should have yeah. called in quickly like uh, Goose did. Goose did. You know, Goose I, was uh, on top of I, it. Uh, I anticipate a, a time that we will be able to see uh, 
<laughs> see calls waiting for us before the show right. eagerly. And as my wife would say, then then you woke up because <laughs> you're dreaming. <laughs> dreaming. I wonder um, if Goose is his, because um, it sounds like he's in the military, if that's his military nickname. I hope not. That's a, that's a name you don't want in the military or in prison. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, we're going to um, have to come up with a question for next week. I don't know what it is yet, folks, but join us next Tuesday night and we'll fill you in on our first 15-minute question. In the meantime, you There's can no join... There's no questions next week, Tammy. Pardon? There's no questions next week, Tammy, unless there are questions oh, that the audience is going to ask I totally Clyde and Tommy. Yep, so Clyde and Tommy. Yep, Clyde boys. and Tommy next week. Uh, Paps Boys will be with us uh, live and in color, and uh, they'll be taking your calls. That show may actually go a little longer than 30 minutes. It really just depends on uh, all you guys calling in and uh, talking to, to the Paps Boys. It's going to be a show about them. If you don't know about the Paps Boys, just go over to YouTube and do a search for either uh, the Roadhouse or the Paps Boys. And you'll see some funny, informative videos. And I'm serious, man. These are good videos. Uh, they're, they're not just, you know, funny videos. They're serious videos. Yeah. Both in a humorous way. But they got a little twist to them. Uh, they're always, uh, like I said, they're informative. And they're quick. They don't go into a lot of detail about things that you, you already know or there's uh, 50,000 videos already out there showing you how to do something. They'll just show you the little nuance of, thing, uh, of the thing that they want you to know that you might be able to get through a little easier when you're working on your Jeep. And, of course, they're Jeep Cherokee owners. I'm trying to get them to paint that damn Jeep red, Tammy. No, they're too smart for that, Tony. <laughs> so, folks, don't forget, join us Thursday night for the Jeep Talk show with Josh, Tony, and myself. That's Thursday nights at 10 o'clock Central Time. Yep. And uh, next week, uh, November 15th, uh, a week after Election Day, uh, Tommy and Clyde, or Clyde and Tommy, and uh, with the Paps Boys, will be here with us live, and you'll be able to see them and talk to them here on the show. Everybody have a great night. Yep, we'll see you Thursday. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com prenatal.